Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Oscar Arana, and you are listening to the Film Garage Podcast. The movie that I want to talk about today is 10 Cloverfield Lane. In general, I thought it was a pretty good film. It definitely had like a slow pace to it. It's definitely one of those films that just has to build up a lot. And in the end, it actually starts getting really good. I just wish they they would have added a lot more to the entire story in general. I think it was a really good story. I just think it lacked a little bit. So in the beginning, we see Michelle, the main character, leaving her apartment and she leaves her engagement ring and a set of keys on the table as she's walking away. The next scene is pretty much her just driving down the street, gets into a car accident and wakes up in an underground bunker by herself. Uh, Howard, played by John Goodman, he comes in, tries to give her some food and convince, tries to convince her that it, the end of the world happened. And uh, essentially, she just doesn't believe it. So she tries to figure out a way to escape. At this point, she meets her roommate, Emmett, played by John Gallagher Jr., and pretty much corroborates the story that Howard told her that the world ended. Meanwhile, she's still trying to figure out a way to escape, which she does. She finds a set of keys that Howard has, and she tries to go outside. But when she does, she realizes that there may, in fact, be some kind of poison out in the air because... When she tries to escape, she sees a person trying to come into the bunker and this person has um, what can be explained as skin rashes all over her face. At this point, she's pretty much convinced that the end of the world did happen and it's probably safer for her to stay inside, even though it's not her first choice. So she decides to stay and try to get along with uh, Howard and Emmett, but she quickly realizes that Howard has hardcore control issues and a lot of anxiety and a lot of nervousness. So he's the type of person that will try to control the whole situation, uh, which he tries to do. There's a scene where he tells Michelle and Emmett not to touch, but she tries to test Howard's boundaries and uh, Michelle lightly touches Emmett's hand and Howard just freaks out and says, how dare you disrespect my, my bunker? I try, I saved you and, and I'm feeding you and I'm keeping you here alive and, um, you know, don't ever do it. So she apologizes and, and we quickly see that Howard is essentially the person in charge. So we see that Michelle is planning with Emmett a way to escape, but they have to figure out, um, after their escape, a way to survive. The problem is Howard has convinced both of them that the air is toxic. They need to figure out a way to make a filtration system so they can breathe the air outside. And they do, but they only have enough material for one person. Howard finds out their plot to escape and Emmett essentially takes the blame that he makes up a lie where he says he tried to kill Howard in order to impress Michelle so Howard quickly in turns and shoots Emmett in the head and freaks out. Michelle quickly realizes that she needs to get out of there. So she does the finishing touches on the suit, gets the air filtration system going on the mask, and is ready to leave. Howard finds out and he tries to stop her, but she is adamant about leaving. So much that she spills this toxic chemical on the ground and, and pushes Howard into it, essentially burning his skin alive. She puts on her suit gets to the outside and quickly realizes that the air isn't tainted. The next part's kind of weird because it, it does go with the movie, but it's just, I think that this part could have came a lot earlier. And we essentially find out that the world has been taken over by aliens. And there's a spaceship that emits this 
gas that kills humans slowly. So the spaceship attacks Michelle. She gets into a truck. The spaceship picks the truck up and she quickly realizes that she can kill this spaceship because it's partly organic. She throws this Molotov cocktail into the ship's mouth and it catches fire, blows up, and then crashes into the into the ground. She escapes in this car that's on the in this field and when she turns on the radio, she hears that there's others like her and that there's an actual war going on. So she decides that she's going to become a part of this war. So in in general, I think it's a pretty good film. I just, I, I think it lacked a little bit. There could have been better story plots, I think, in my opinion. I definitely do like the storyline in general. I like what they're doing with the Cloverfield series because I think that's what it is. Cloverfield, the first movie that they made, was definitely a lot different than what this was. But I think that they do have a general storyline that's very similar um, from what I hear, they're definitely going to do a lot more Cloverfield movies. If um, if they do get greenlighted, I think that'd be awesome. I would love to to see what they have in store for the next movie if if they are going to make it. So I would definitely recommend watching it. It does borderline a horror movie. So if you're into those types of movies, go check it out. Hey, thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you want me to feature a movie or TV show of your choice, go ahead and shoot me an email to oscar at filmgaragepodcast.com. And if I choose your email, I'll go ahead and read your comments or discussion topic on the podcast and talk about the film or TV show of your choice. Once again, thank you so much, everybody, for listening and have a great day.